Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Scenes from Central podcast. Now, this is a podcast where me and my friend Jacob, we go through every episode of Full Metal Alchemist 2003, and we analyze each one. We have recorded all of these episodes, and we had a great time, and now I'm editing all through them. Now, this is the intro episode. Now, in this intro episode, we kind of go through the backstory of this show and why we're doing this show in the in the first place and uh if you already kind of know about the whole history of this show and how it is different to full metal alchemist brotherhood then i feel that you can just go on right to the first episode um if you don't know anything about this show then i feel this episode will be very helpful to you now the big problem with this show right now and it's going to be pretty hard for me to convince people to even listen to this whole podcast in the first place is that Full Metal Alchemist 2003 is a bit hard to watch right now. It's hard to watch online, anywhere without, you know, watching it illegally. Uh, while we were recording this, this was about a year ago in 2021, uh, it was on Netflix. Now, it is no longer on Netflix. It's a younger brother, um, Brotherhood, I think may still be on Netflix. It's all over now. It's very easy to watch, but Full Metal Alchemist 2003, really the only technically legal way is to watch it is to either buy an out-of-print DVD or Blu-ray. Now, if you know me personally, uh, you can just contact me and ask me how specifically to watch the show, and maybe we can uh, uh, work it out. I feel like we can, but uh, I feel the show is a great representation of um, my journey in analyzing film and art and television and it was just a fun time to talk to Jacob every week about this show that I really loved, and I feel like it is reflected in this wonderful podcast. So thank you for listening. Bye-bye. All right. Hello there. Um, this is uh, the Scenes from Central podcast. This is the introduction of the podcast. Uh, I am Mitch. Hey, I'm Jacob. This is a podcast where uh, Jacob and I do a deep dive into a piece of media or pop culture, whether that be a TV show like what we're doing right now, or a movie, or something interesting, like a piece of culture. Anything that we might find interesting to talk about for, you know, around an hour, maybe a little bit over it. Um, We're a little bit of a blabbermouth, so, you know, yeah, go I on. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, me and Jacob have known each other for about 10 years now. We met in middle school, seventh grade, so it's been a while. It's been a while. In our undisclosed ages. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you can do the math. You know, um, this this topic is pretty broad, so let's uh, get to the main topic of what this first season of Scenes from Central will be about. Um, so, yeah, instead of just having some, like, random topic every single episode, I feel like it's really interesting to have a uh, specific topic that goes a lot, you know, into a super long conversation, so, like, multiple episodes, and I feel like a TV show is a really good way of doing that. Um, Sounds great. That TV shows have episodes, podcasts have episodes. I feel like I know great, exactly. Great choice. You know, so TV is kind of an area of my expertise. I have a lot of ri- experience writing television. So, uh, Jacob, what are we watching for the first season of Scenes from Central? Well, we're gonna watch this. Um, I have it on good authority. I've never seen it before, but a lovely television show that goes by the name of Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. This is this is the name that they have chosen for this show. Um, and, and we will be watching it. So, yeah, again, I, I have never seen it. Um, a, a very close friend of mine tells me that it is 
the height of, of television that it is in fact something you might even call a, uh, a cultural icon uh, even something that just it leaves its mark upon you and and you never forget about it so uh, you all can follow along in my journey as the show makes the mark upon me and uh, and we will be discussing that we'll be talking about I guess uh, episodes uh, a couple episodes of the show per episode of the podcast yeah per episode of our show yes Yes. exactly Um, but yeah Jacob we aren't just watching Full Metal Alchemist we're actually watching Full Metal Alchemist 2003 2003. Yes. So there were 2002 other ones, and <laughs> this is the latest. So a little bit of background on Full Metal Alchemist 2003. There's a reason why it's called 2003, and I'll get it later. Um, like the show's actually just called Full Metal Alchemist, but um, so Full Metal Alchemist is originally a manga, um, and it was written by Hiromu Arakawa, um, and uh, actually that's just a pen name for uh, Hiromi Arakawa. So Hiromu is a male name. And Hiromi's a female name, so she uh, uh, she wrote Full Metal Alchemist from August two thousand one to uh, June of two thousand ten. Okay, so it wow. went on for quite a long time, mm-hmm. um, and it was published uh, by Square Enix's monthly Shonen Gangan magazine. Uh, what now? Who now? So Square Enix. Yeah, do you know sure. Square Enix? I, I do know Square. Yeah, they, they publish some <laughs> video games. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Square Enix also publishes a Shonen magazine. A shonen uh, magazine, okay. Yeah, from the 2000s. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the anime, this 2003 anime, is a is an adaptation, but it's a different kind of adaptation. It's a, it was, it started being adapted before the manga was even close to being finished. I mean, the manga was started in 2001 and it ended in 2010. So like, it was very very early in the cycle, and I feel like uh-huh. there were literally only like 10 chapters to the manga wow. before the anime was even made. So I feel like this show also like brings up a lot of great questions about what exactly um, comes into a good uh, adaptation. Um, mm. So what the show did is that they decided that they were going to have a different ending at the beginning of the show. So, oh, wow. so what they had, and this is actually um, a thing that Arakawa, you know, the original manga author, told them to do. Okay. Um, and they also decided to do this. I read an interview with the writer of the show, um, and he kind of he kind of saw it as like an American comic book adaptation because mm. when we do a comic book adaptation, it's not really like one for one what sure. the comic book is. It's usually right. like like the Infinity Gauntlet story was not really what it was in the comics as okay. it what it was it how it turned out in the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Okay. So um, he kind of a uh, head writer who was Sho Aikawa, by the way. Oh. Um, he kind of likened it to something like that um, when he started writing it. Yeah, so Full Metal Alchemist 2003. Um, so what what kind of do you look in an adaptation? Like, what do you want in an adaptation? Um, <clears throat> that's a great question. Well, if I'm familiar with the source material, then I, I, I sometimes fall into the camp of, you know, I, I want to see what was going on in my head while I was reading it be put on a screen, which is a very bad... A very bad way to go into adaptations <laughs> because you're just going to be disappointed. Um, but I think one of the things you were bringing up there about how they planned to do a different ending from the beginning was just um, sounds to me like if they were going to do Game of Thrones but better. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. We're going to catch right up to where the source material is, and they were realizing ahead of time, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to need to do our own thing. And they seemed like they had a writing team that was more interested in doing things uh, on their own and doing it well and mm-hmm. being committed to the show. Uh, if it's as good as, as I've been told that it is. So, yes, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, sure to revisit that. Like, I don't really blame people for wanting to see, like, what they thought in their head being actualized in, like, a real sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really blame that. I feel like a lot of people really want that. And then, uh, and for, like, specifically manga adaptations to anime, because it's so similar. Because it's oh, like, yeah. you know, they keep the same art style. Mm-hmm. It Like, for some people, they literally just want a moving version of the manga with music right. and voice acting. And mm-hmm. I don't really blame people for wanting that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like, I've seen a lot of adaptations where, you know, they completely go away from what the book intended. And... Happens a lot. Yeah, and it happens a lot. (laughs) And sometimes it's really good. Sure. And, like, I'm like, oh, man, I wouldn't want, you know, like, now that I really like this, I mean, one great example is, like, Howl's Moving Castle, which I don't think you've seen. Have not. But that book is so much different than the movie. And it's like, you know... If you think about it that way, it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't want that movie to be a one for one adaptation of the book any day of the week. I never mm. would want that. Sure. Because I think the movie is so good on its own. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And the movie is made by a person. It's made by a separate artist than who wrote the book or who wrote the comic. Are there movies that are made by not people? <laughs> <Are they? laughs> well, no. It's just, it's just made by an actual person. Like I feel like sometimes mm. people kind of you know, take that person away because they're like, we don't really want you to add your own thing to the adaptation. We just want you to do what we want you to do. And I don't really think that's fair to the artist who's making it because they're, you know, they have a person with their own ideas. Mm -hmm. And I think what this show does so well is that it takes core ideas from the manga and retextualizes them. Well, because that's fair with like, you know, the way that stories get told in source material, moving it into the film and TV genre. Because the medium is so different, oftentimes you cannot do what the source material did. Mm-hmm. There's just things you can do with words. And I, I, I guess I'm not, you know, as familiar, I guess, with the, the difference between going from, anim- from manga to anime. But um, I know just from like books to tv and film it's like you can write all kinds of fantastic things but when it's time to put it on a screen it's like well we have so much of budget and we have so much of resources uh sometimes you just can't do that stuff and so it's good to make changes because otherwise the story wouldn't make any sense like in the same way that it did on the in the book yeah so uh just before uh we kind of wrap up this little intro episode i kind of wanted to go through the credits of the show so like it was animated by uh, the animation studio uh, studio bones Whole show was directed by Seji Mizushima, um, and the head writer of the show is Sho Aikawa. And so I'm not exactly sure how the hierarchy works in a, in like anime production, because usually in American productions, the head writer has the me- the most say, and then the, the the directors. There's usually like a team of directors, but for this, it's a little different. Um, I'm sure that they probably had equal say in certain things, or like they had their own ways of saying things, but. Uh, um, but yeah, I have not mentioned that there is another Full Metal Alchemist series. Uh, yeah, the one we won't talk about. No. So that's it. <laughs> no, that's but there is there is a there is another <laughs> there is another Full Metal Alchemist series that was completed after the manga was finished, and this is uh, called 
Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Or in Japan, it's just Full Metal Alchemist 2009. And it's starring but... Ezio Auditori. <laughs> 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 but, uh, um, so Brotherhood is one of the most famous animes of all time, especially in the past 10 years. Uh, it is rated the number one anime as of right now on uh, myanimelist.com. Oh, okay. So it, it is a very highly thought of anime. And so like the reason I wanted to do Full Metal Alchemist 2003 first is because whenever there's discourse about this show, it's usually in either comparison to Brotherhood or like if there's something really good in the show, everybody's like, oh, I wish it was in Brotherhood. And I'm like, I really want to make the point that I think that this show has a lot of merits on its own and is a completely different show than Brotherhood and I feel like deserves to be talked about in a way that it can stand on its own. Now, this isn't anything against Brotherhood. I think like a lot of fans have the have the uh, attitude it's that you're either for you're either for 2003 or you're for Brotherhood. <laughs> There's no in between. It's like mm. I just think that they're very different. Like Brotherhood is very much an, like an action adventure anime. It's it's extremely fun and it's super good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like I, I really think it's an amazing show. Sure. Um, and the weird thing about my anime list, it is Brotherhood is ranked number one on my anime list, which mm-hmm. is fair. It's got about like nine out of ten stars, and I think my anime list is rated by like users. Uh huh. And so it's got about two million votes. Goodness. <laughs> and it's got over nine stars. So when it's got two million votes and it's got over nine stars, that's pretty incredible, considering how. Um, ridiculous user votes can user ratings can be yeah. on websites. Um, Too true. But uh, again, this is just an intro episode. Before we get into the actual pilot episode, um, I just want to say that I'm not really an anime expert. Um, I didn't grow up watching this show. I actually first saw it when I was like 20 years old. Mm. Um, again, my age is still undisclosed. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> well, he's at least 20. <laughs> We figured out that much, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. So I, I, you know, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm not an extreme anime expert. I didn't grow up watching One Piece or Naruto or Bleach or anything like that. But I, I do know most of the classics now. I've watched most of the classics, and I do have a really bi- uh, deep appreciation for it now. But mm-hmm. yeah, and so as we kind of transition to the um, end of the show, or at least end of this intro show, um, so if you want to watch along with us, um, we, again, will, at the end of each episode, we'll tell you which episodes we are watching for the next episode. So for the first episode of this podcast, we're going to be watching episodes one and three. And follow along, and then you can match up. Uh, if you've never seen it before, you can compare the way you react to the uh, episodes to to my reactions to the episodes because again i'm going into this totally blind never seen it before um very interested because i've just been overwhelmed with the number of good things i've heard about it uh it's been constant so uh i tend to not shut up about the things that i really like so well uh we all have our flaws so we're gonna uh we're gonna experience this together if you have seen it then you can feel free to laugh at me when i you know say something in episode two that you know you know later in episode six or seven is gonna just blow my mind or whatever feel free to feel superior i give you license to do that um because if the situations were reversed i would be having superior thoughts about you if you were a noob to a show that i knew much about <laughs> don't ever watch lord of the rings with me um, <clears throat> so that'll be that yeah um 
So yeah, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll uh, see you guys next time. Bye-bye.